This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. Good morning, I'm Julian Ng, and together with Joyce Go, coming up in about 15 minutes is the Breakfast Grill. Uh, and Joyce, you'll be speaking to Leon Fong, uh, CEO of Socar. Yeah, so that's a car sharing company and uh, going to talk to him about his business strategies as well as, you know, the impact of a policy that... that it has on the business that he is in. And they have pretty ambitious targets, Julian. I think one of them is to expand their user base to 250,000 registered users by this year end, which is kind of like now, right? So they started the year with about, I think, not... 250,000 users definitely so they're looking at also 30,000 of them being active on a monthly basis so are they there yet because really really ambitious targets very interesting so uh, don't forget to catch the breakfast grill in about 15 minutes uh, where Joyce Go will speak to Leon Fung CEO of Soka and uh, talking about cars mm. and uh, this new sharing economy uh, Lyft uh, which, which is spelled L-Y-F-T uh, this is a ride sharing uh, company in the US is going for an IPO. Yeah, so according to people familiar with the matter, speaking to Reuters, I think Lyft is looking to IPO as early as the first quarter of 2019. And I think the valuation is likely to end up between 20 billion US dollars and 30 billion US dollars. I think that's according to one source. That's huge. Yeah, it is pretty huge. Uh, and uh, it's, it's not as big as some of the recent uh, Uber valuations. But of course, Uber is a much bigger company. And Lyft has already hired uh, bankers like JP Morgan and Credit Suisse to help them with the IPO. And uh, apparently, they're trying to get the IPO out of the way before the US-China TIF continues oh, to escalate. Right. So yeah, with uh, Lyft announcing their IPO, I think Uber is definitely not going to sit around and just be left behind. I think according to Reuters, people uh, with knowledge of the matter told them that Uber has filed paperwork for an IPO as well. So in this uh, David and Goliath uh, scenario, Mm. Uber has three quarters of the market share with Lyft uh, uh, taking up the balance. Uh, Lyft Lyft is smaller, but apparently Uber's uh, valuation, IPO, they're looking at a valuation of 120 billion. I I don't know know how they're going to achieve that, uh, given that they're making huge amounts of losses. Yeah, Uh, I just don't don't get that. 2017 was uh, was how much? Four, over four billion, four and a half billion US dollars losses. Okay, we're losses. talking about billions here. Yeah, and still, you know, this is the valuation they're looking at is hundred and twenty billion US dollars. That's a rumor, right? For an IPO, yeah, that's a potential. Uh, I mean, potential valuation that they're looking at, according to news reports. And I think their filing is uh, setting the stage for one of the biggest tech listings ever. I think leading the way for a string of public debuts. Do uh, you also have Airbnb and also Slack? That's also slated for IPOs next year. So it's interesting how, you know, with what's going on in the markets, you know, ongoing volatility and all that, these people are still looking to list. Yeah, and uh, there is some opinion that uh, Uber is actually heading for a crash because um, this author says that it's a big con. It's a big con. You know, investors buy, <laughs> investors buying into Uber is a big con. Why? And, uh, Why so? Well, because it's overvalued. Okay. Uh, and mm. there's, there's not much profits. And in fact, uh, Uber has gone beyond uh, just chasing a dream. This is about uh, uh, so, some sort of a bubble over there. And it ends the article with saying that uh, it's not taxi 
companies but investors uh, becoming the biggest roadkill of Uber's IPO. Yeah, that's the, the thing that I don't understand, you know. I mean, all these companies, tech companies, uh, the new industry companies, they're all making losses and some of them, they're just still going on, um, you know, investment mode. They're still going on uh, just gaining market share or just gaining uh, just gaining ground, but they, they're not really that... Uh, uh, I guess worried about making profit yet. But yeah, still I think just going to list. In in terms of tech, that is the name of the game. If you look at Amazon, but sustainability. How do they sustain well, if, themselves? If you if you look at Amazon, right, uh, the first many years of its listing, it wasn't making a lot of money, and in fact, today it's still not making a lot of money. But it, it, it's valuable enough to propel Jeff Bezos to be the richest person in the world, one of the richest person in the world. And uh, in fact, Amazon and uh, Facebook and Google. That's how they started listed with not a lot of profits being made and uh, today they are dominating uh, you know some of the biggest company uh, companies uh, listed companies in the United States if Uber listed at 120 billion it would be among the top yeah well this article also says that you know that I think there are no major successful major tech companies that have been this this deeply unprofitable for anywhere as long as Uber has been. I think after nine years, Uber still isn't near profit making, still bleeding more red ink than any other startup in history. Uh, some saying that this target valuation of 120 billion US dollars is surprising. Yeah, I'm uh, talking about that. I'm also quite excited about Gojek coming into Malaysia because I I miss the competition between Uber. Uber and Grab. Are they coming to Malaysia? I, I don't know, but uh, you know that that would be a main strategy because they're already in Singapore and Malaysia is a pretty big market. So I think that would be a natural progression. And I, I want the promos to come back. You know, I want the promos <laughs> to come back. Um, I heal. I heal is a, a, a company in Malaysia. I heal heart. That is a company in Malaysia going for IPO as well, Joyce. Yeah, so they're planning to list on the, the lead market in the first half of 2019. And I Heal Heart Group is a one-stop boutique medical center specializing in heart and heart-related uh, specialties. So this is about IoT, right? The Internet of Things. Mm. And it's also about wearables to connect what you wear to healthcare uh, and linking up to hospitalization so that... Uh, you know, and doctors and medical practitioners so that they can give you immediate care if or when touch wood something happens to you. Yeah, so IHEAL plans to touch uh, to start targeting wearables. I think they're going to enable constant monitoring of patients without the need for physical proximity. And I think uh, they're going to unveil one of their wearables, some monitoring, heart monitoring devices uh, next month. Quite a lot of companies are listing on the leap, uh, Joyce. Uh, 19 IPOs so far this year, uh, nine of them have listed on the leap. Yeah, only one on the main market and nine on the ACE market. And I think the next scheduled listing on the leap market is Manforce Group. That's a foreign workers management company scheduled for listing this month. The other big headlines, Joyce, is that Astro is implementing a VSS to reduce its workforce. Yeah, so CEO Henry Tan said that um, the media and entertainment industry is currently operating in an environment that is experiencing an unprecedented rate of disruption. And, you know, they're going to uh, offer VSS on a voluntary basis. And uh, Astro is expected to save about 15% or around 80 million ringgit in staff costs per year from this VSS program. It's 
it's quite scary, Julian, I must say, what's happening in the media industry right now. Uh, you know, looking at the list of people who have announced VSS just for this year, and I remember back my conversation with uh, Dr. Wong Sai Wan, he is editor-in-chief of Malay Mail. This is an interview in October 2017. At that time, he already One predicted... Year, more than a year ago. Yeah, and he predicted that for 2018... More, I mean, thousands of job losses will happen in the industry, and at that time, I didn't, I couldn't believe him. I, I didn't think that would be so many, but actually, now we're in December 2018, and so many people, uh, so many companies in media have announced VSS. And yeah, job actually, pads. if you look at the casualty list, you have Utusan, the Star, Media Prima, and now Astro, uh, all uh, announcing VSS, and this is also the sign of the times because people are changing their consumption of entertainment and of of media. People are now more subscribing to uh, things like Netflix and even iFlix and even Media Prima has has now got a digital strategy in the form of Tonton. Yeah, so p- people are saying, could it be because time for new blood, new division ads, new ventures? Yeah, potentially, but I think a lot of media companies are still finding it diff- difficult to monetize the whole digital uh, shift into digital. It's still not as, they're not making as much money in the digital world as they are when it comes to the traditional platforms during their heydays. Okay, and the Breakfast Grill is coming up uh, after the ATM news and Joyce Go will be speaking speaking to Leon Fong, CEO of Soka. So stay tuned for that BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.